This is Real Talk with Brendan Bardick, where we'll be talking about the latest real estate strategies, scripts, top producing techniques, and everything you're going to want to know about how to be an elite real estate agent or real estate coach, or just a great business person. Hi, my name is Brendan Bartik with Brendan Bartik Real Estate Coaching, where our mission is to train the most elite real estate agents and coaches on earth. Welcome to another episode of Relentless, where I take you through some of the top strategies, techniques, everything you're going to need to know to take your business to the next level. Today, we're going to be talking about how to hire great people. Now, this is probably one of the most important things that you're going to need to learn to grow your business. Now, the word we're looking for here is leverage. Leverage. That's the most powerful word in any business. And when we talk about leverage, this doesn't matter if you're a brand new agent, if you're doing, you know, 40 deals a year, 50, 100, 200, 5,000. At some point, you're going to need leverage from great people to take you to the next level. Now, let's start with leverage in the the simplest form of I'm brand new. What's the first uh, pain point that I have where I should add leverage? Well, that's very simple. If you're a brand new individual agent, that's the transaction manager role, transaction coordinator. Well, Brendan, I I don't need a transaction coordinator. I can do it myself. I I can save the money. Think about how crazy that sounds. You're, gonna, you're not going to spend $350, $400, $500 to have somebody take your transaction and help you get it from start to finish so you can focus on other things that are going to create you five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $350 to make five, ten, twenty thousand dollars That's why leverage is so important. And I really have an issue with so many agents that struggle with understanding that because they have control issues. They have control problems and they didn't take the time to find the right person. So they had one transaction coordinator who was terrible. So they are like, eh, that's not for me. Forget that. I'll do it myself from here on out. Makes no sense. Just because you had one bad experience, right? If you ever had um, one bad steak and if you eat meat, are you ever not going to eat steak again? If you ever had one bad um, experience at a restaurant, are you never going to go to another restaurant again? Of course not, right? So think about it like this. Don't, people are going to make mistakes. Things are going to get screwed up. The people that do this at the highest level realize that and keep it moving. So first of all, you're going to need a TC early, early on, if not right out of the gate, right? But interview them. Make sure they're the right fit. Make sure the expectations are clear for what you want them to accomplish. Make sure that you both are on the same page. And then make sure that you're still involved. It's, it's In the beginning, you need to have training wheels on. You need to have training wheels and you're overly involved. The next one... Training wheels a little bit further off. Next one, until they come all the way off and you guys are running together on autopilot. Okay? So that's the biggest piece. Now, the next leverage point in your business should be your executive assistant, right? So as you get to the about 20 to 25 deals per year or in a 12-month period, that's when you really need that next leverage point So you can get to 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 deals, right? Or 200, 5,000. 
So rule of thumb, and I've seen this from people that I've coached, my internal business, everything, is basically you're going to need one leverage support person, a, you know, again, an amazing person for almost every 25 to 30 transactions you're doing until you get into the thousand ballpark range, right? Because the more that you do, the more leverage that's needed, the more people that need to be in place to service the client. Well, Brennan, that seems crazy. That's so much money. Think about it like this. If you're doing 25 deals, let's do simple math, right? And let's say you're making 10 grand per deal. That's $250,000. If you pay a good person $50,000, dollars $70,000 to help you make two hundred and fifty, or to net two hundred, one ninety, whatever it is, does it make sense for you to make $190,000 to pay somebody $60,000? Of course it does. Absolutely it does, right? And there's people out there that are going to be amazing, that are the right fit for these roles, that enjoy doing them if you create the right culture, if you take care of them correctly, if you do a lot of great things, right? So let's talk about that in that first person, right? So how do we find them? How do we find them? Right? Where do we start this journey for that first hire, for that or the, any hire, right? So ISA, inside sales associate, client care specialist, marketing director, um, uh, runner, uh, all these different things. We've got to start with casting a huge net, right? So we want to cast a giant, giant net. Right, so that we can capture as many people as possible. So think about it in this aspect of farming. You're going to be farming for talent instead of farming for, for sellers, right? For sellers. So if you're doing that, we've got to cast that net really, really big. Okay? We have to have this huge, huge net that we're casting. And this is what we're going to call our target group, right? So if our target group is in this big net, we're trying to get people from this big net into this little tiny spot at the very end before we start to do the next steps, which is, again, and I'm going to talk about that here, the interviewing process, okay? So that target group, what falls in there? Right? So you could do a number of things. This could be uh, Indeed, right? So Indeed, if you're going to run ads there. This could be Craigslist, right? This could be uh, social media. So you're casting this big net with social media. You're doing a post saying, hey, my business is exploding. I'm looking for a talented person to join my organization. All right? This could be you going through your affiliated business uh, um, arrangements. So your lender, right? Hey, do you know anybody, lender, that could be amazing, that could join my organization? This could be um, your inspector, right? right? Who do they know? Everyone in your network, your database, right? You can email your database and say, I'm looking for talent, right? So you see that you've got all of these people in your target group that are going to be, you know, pointing into and getting people into this inner circle. Now, here's the thought process. You need about 100 applicants 
right? So think about this. So you need a hundred, a hundred applicants, and this is just like lead generation, right? So I need a hundred applicants. I need to review those resumes and talk to the hundred applicants. Then I need to have 20 phone interviews. So again, a hundred apps, 20 phone interviews. Okay. So 20 phone interviews. And then that's going to get me down to three in-person interviews. So 120 and then three, right? Woo, Brendan, that sounds like a lot of work. It is. It is. And, and it should be. It really should be to find anyone that's going to be a good fit for you that's going to be quality, right? So 100 applications, 20 phone interviews, three in person. And then with that three, you should be battling to find and decide who's going to be the one higher. Okay? All right? So, so looking at that, right? 100 apps, 20 phone, three in person, one higher, and you're on your way. Okay? Now, let's talk about this and this uh, thought process. Now, if I'm looking at that and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, Brendan, how do I run the ad? I get this question. Let's start at the 100 applications on Indeed, Craigslist, whatever. Go on Indeed, Craigslist, or whatever, and see what the other people are advertising. Someone else out there right now is doing the same thing you're looking for, right? We have draft ones for our elite coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching clients and our, and our group coaching clients. We have draft ones that we can show you. We give all that to you. Uh, so again, if you're interested in that, you know, there's, there's information below on how to sign up. That We'll give you everything that we know works, right? But if you're not you know, ready to get to that point or take your business to the next level, then go and just research it. Research, 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 okay? Um, now, with the 100 apps, what are you looking for? in those hundred applications or resumes, if you want, not, not even really applications, resumes, people that are responding to your job offering. Well, here's the thing. You're looking for somebody that you think is going to be amazing. So you're looking at a couple things. You're looking at how they present themselves in the resume, in the application. You're looking at number two, what their history was, right? Their job history. So looking at it and you're saying, okay, I'm hiring for a specific role. Well, Brendan, how do I know what I'm looking for? Well, one thing I look for is consistency in their resume, right? If they move jobs every six months, that's a red flag for me, right? Doesn't really work for me if there's been a lot of movement there because that means that either there's something wrong, there's not a lot of loyalty, they have issues, they're always constantly jumping around, I don't look for that, right? Or I don't want that. So I look for making sure that there's been consistency in their work habits. Now, well, Brendan, I don't want to pay very much. So should I just hire somebody that's fresh out of school and has no work history? That depends on how much time and effort you're willing to put into this person, right? So if I'm looking for an executive assistant, a real estate executive assistant, would I want to try to find somebody that's got real estate experience, that has executive assistant experience? The answer is, of course, yes. Is that always out there? The answer is yes. It's not easy to find, though, because you got to search and search 
and do aggressive outbound generation to find this person, right? You could find somebody that worked in a title company that knows the real estate industry inside and out that could be a great fit for you that wants to grow into and grow with you and be a partner with you in the long run and one day become your CEO or business partner, right? That's who you're looking for. You're looking for somebody that you'd be willing to pay a million dollars to in the future. And that's really what makes it easier to kind of think about. So, so don't settle. Do not settle and don't get insecure in your mind saying, hey, well, I'm, I'm still you know, only my second year in real estate. I, I don't know if I can really lead. I've never had anybody as an employee. Then learn everything you can. There's a book on everything. There's a course on everything. You're in a, an era right now where you can learn everything in a weekend. You won't be great at it and you'll have some trials and errors, but you can at least put the effort to learn, right? So, so those are where we find out, we start filtering, okay? So now you take out of the 100, your top 20, and you go, okay, this one's not bad. Okay, like this, like this. And you do a simple phone interview, right? Now you can either just call them up or you can uh, send them an email with a scheduled time, however you want to do it. But you call them up, organize the phone interview. The phone interview should be very fast. You want to develop the five questions that you feel are the most important to your business. Brendan, I don't know what the heck those questions are. We can provide those to you. Again, we offer them in all of our courses and our elite coaching programs. But think about it. Think about five questions that you would need to ask very quickly to figure out if you want to be in business with this person or not. All right. So let's do an example question. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being extremely honest, how honest are you? That's the question, right? Now, I'm not going to tell you what the correct answer is in this video because, again, somebody might use it to hire with me. But if you want to know what that answer should be, think about it. What should they answer to you to make them be a part of your organization? Okay? Think about it. I know what mine is. Think about it. And if you want to message me offline, I'll tell you what my response is to that question. Right? So you can, all my contact info is below. If you want to know what my response is to that question, just, just message me and I'll let you know privately. All right. So, so that could be yours. Now think about just getting those questions. So you're trying to filter them through very quickly because you had to do 20 of these, right? And you want to make sure you can do it efficiently. Now, after the phone interview, you've decided from those candidates that you're going to narrow it down to three. Three people that you're going to be willing to interview in person Meaning that, and right now, maybe that's Zoom, maybe that's virtual because of certain situations, you know, with COVID-19 and things like that. Preferably, you'd want to do this in person. Definitely in person, okay? So you're going to have three in-person interviews. Now, I teach an entire course on, on exactly how to do the interview process. I'm going to be doing other little mini video snippets about it but you're going to do three in-person videos. We're not going to go through those steps in here right now, but, but again, I will be doing them. And then out of those three in-person uh, interviews, we're going to break those three in-person interviews into three parts. Okay. The first part is you're going to bring them in and you're going to review um, beforehand. You're going to send them a disc profile, D-I-S-C. Now, 
There's all kind of different uh, personality assessment things that you can utilize. You can use the DISC one for free through Tony Robbins' website. It's absolutely easy to use. It's great. We've been doing it for years. There's plenty other free services. Um, you know, there's, if your company offers something like this for personality assessments, utilize that. But you want to send them something first to figure out a little bit of who they are and how they think. Now, you can't tell everything from a computer algorithm or uh, an analysis like that, but you can get at least a good snapshot. So when you bring them in that first interview, it's going to be to go over the results and then also ask them about 10 to 20 more interview questions. Okay. So if I'm hiring for, let's say, an inside sales associate, probably the questions I'm going to be asking are, have you ever used a script? Would you mind reading this script to me and doing this role play with me? Right? You could go into that. Have you ever, um, uh, tell me about your, your, your background with cold calling. Talk to me about, you see what I'm saying? It's got to be customized to what they're going to be doing. If I'm hiring an executive assistant. So, you know what, Susie uh, or John, John, tell me about when was the last time you multitasked? Okay, well, yesterday. All right, give me an example. Anything that they say, you want to ask an example so they can tell you more about that process. Because when they have to tell an example, that, that makes them, they're not BSing at that point. They're like, oh. And if they can't come up with an example, you know they're not really good at it, right? And you're not saying anything. You're just making your notes, da, 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 making my notes. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, right? So first interview Verify disc profile or personality assessment. Make sure it matches up. So on the disc profile, you'd be like, all right, so have you ever taken a disc profile before? And they'd be like, oh, no, no. So, you know, the results came back. What did you think about them? Yeah, no, that's me. That's me dead on. Okay, so, so you're a really high I. Well, that's excellent. So, so being a really high I, you must love talking to people. Is that correct? Yeah, I love talking to people. Okay. But, you know, on here, you, it seems like you're a little bit lower in the S&C, S&C department. So uh, how, how well do you do with organization spreadsheets? Uh, can you tell me about a time when you were working as an executive assistant and you had to organize a ton of information? Probing questions to find out who they are and if they're full of BS or not is what we're trying to do here. Okay. So after that first interview, you're going to say to them, thank you so much. It was a wonderful meeting you. I have multiple candidates that I'm interviewing for this opportunity. If I feel after this first round of interviews that we would be the right fit, I'll give you a call back and we'll schedule a second interview to have you come back in. All right, great. Have a good day. Done and dusted. Okay. Now, second interview, they come back in for the second interview. In the second interview, we do two different exercises that I'm going to teach an entire class on called If Everything Was Awesome in Three Years and Their Life History, right? That sounds very daunting. And each of those is a full class to explain how to use them. But there are two different techniques where we, where we take them through these two different exercises to find out on the, if everything was awesome in three years, what they care about, what their goals are, who they are and what they want. And then their life history is to find out who they are and how they got here right? Life history, everything was awesome in three years. Now, from that, that's going to take, so the first interview, 30 to 45 minutes. Second interview, 30 to 45 minutes. After that point, and you you still think that they're a good fit, 
You go, you know what? This has been excellent. The last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to need to get uh, references from you. So I need three references. We have a sheet that we provided for our elite and group coaching clients, right? So you have that sheet, you give that to them, they fill it out, and then you contact their references. Well, so after they give you that sheet, you say, you know what? Uh, everything's been great. Um, I'm still narrowing it down to the final few candidates. You were wonderful. If I am in a position to make you an offer, right? I will verify your references. I'll make you a formal offer, and then we'll set a start date, right? Do you have any questions? Now, they might have questions about, well, what's the pay? Do you offer health care? What are your benefits package? How many days off do I get? All of these things, right? They should have questions. If they're a talented person and you didn't explain or cover these things, they should have questions. They should have questions on what does a normal day look like, right? Where do you want your company to be in three years? So if they're not probing you, and they're not asking questions, don't take offense to it, right? Or take offense if they're not asking questions. Some people get offended like, why are you asking me? Because they're about to commit their life to you. Think about that. They're about to commit their life to you. So you got to make sure that they feel comfortable with it just as much as you do. So, So now you verify the references. Now when the references come back, and again, we're doing three references. This is called going nine deep. You take three references, ask them, hey, how, you know, could you tell me about this person? How do you feel about them? You know, do whatever the law tells you're allowed to do in your state. You can Google this. You're going to ask that reference for another reference. So those three are going to give you three. Then those three are going to give you three. You want to talk to nine people before you make a decision to move forward with this person. Brendan, that's going to take me forever. Doesn't take that long. And yes, it should be hard. You're about to hire somebody that you spend more time with than almost anyone else on earth. Make sure it's worth it. Okay. Now you get all of that back. The last step to this is you're going to take all this information and try to create a panel of people that you trust to review all of this and poke holes in it to see if you should move forward with this person or not. We call it the defense panel. Okay. After that, everybody gives the thumbs up. References were awesome. Everything's good. You write the formal offer letter. You call them up and you say, John, Susie, or whatever their name is, I'm so excited. Congratulations. After reviewing all the candidates, I would love to offer you the position of XYZ. I'll be sending you a formal offer letter that I will need you to sign. And then we'd like to set the start date for XYZ date. Congratulations. Do you have any questions? And you're done. So that's the process. That's how hiring great people is so difficult. Now, even with that process, I have, uh, again, you're going to get some people that aren't so great. Or maybe they're great. They're just not great for your organization. It happens. You can't give up. It's just like you know, the old, it's like dating, right? You had a bad date. What, are you going to be alone for the rest of your life? I know some people that do that. Enjoy misery, right? You got to keep trying. It's, it's, we're dealing with human beings. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I'm going to be going over the entire process and how to do the exact interview here in future uh, clips. But again, uh, if, you, if you got any value out of this, I would very much appreciate it. You know, you know hit the little bell before, below so you can get all the videos that are coming out. You know, leave a nice review. Um, you know, check out our podcast. Share this with somebody else that could use it. And as always, 
I wish you great success.